Welcome to episode number four. Welcome to Res Hockey. I'm Drev, and with me as always is Bush. What's Bush. up, Bush? Not too much. Just uh, reeling in uh, Carey Price's good luck smudge from the other night. Holy man. But my we'll good, get to that later. My good luck hat. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. But first, we'd love to say uh, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. All the uncles, mushrooms, shoe misses. So uh, happy Father's Day. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. A okay. In there. Yeah. Imagine and, and okay. Tomorrow will be uh, June 21st, with, which is happy Indigenous Day to all our brothers and sisters and cousins out there. So enjoy your day off and have some fun making some Bannock burgers and Indian tacos. You're making me hungry. Yeah, I know. Same here. I haven't eaten yet. I, I ate, but you're making me hungry now. This week, Bush will be... Uh, I get to read it off in one breath. Read our sponsor, and let's see if he could do it in one breath. So go <coughs> ahead, Bush. Take it away. Right. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rest podcast number four. This episode is sponsored by the Aboriginal-owned Four Seasons Power Sports Group, which includes K-Sports Marine in Kenora, Dryden Power Sports, and Batic Equipment in Fort Francis. They offer a variety of power sports products and services with brands like Lund, Crestliner, Mercury, Yamaha. Can't do it. Yamaha, Sea-Doo, Ski-Doo, Shut Up, Can-Am, Suzuki Steel, and Cub Cadet, to name a few. Look them up online at www.4spg.com today. Like, except not during the podcast because we got your attention. Yeah, look them up on Facebook, Instagram. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I'm just saying it now, but it's not <laughs> Colty never wrote it. So, uh, uh so, so he, yeah, that's on fault. So, that's more exposure for him on us. <laughs> so, yeah, check them out. Great people. They're helping us. So they're help they're helping us help you guys. Exactly. Help us help you. I think yeah. that should be like one of our mottos. Help us help you. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not trademarked. Hashtag too. <laughs> Hashtag that. So we've got a lot of positive feedback, a lot of good messages from people who are asking to be because of the week, which is which is cool. And we've asked people like, don't be shy. So don't be but, shy. Hashtag but, it because of the week. Exactly. So episode number four, our cuz of the week is Mr. Larry Counselor Jr., who lives in International Falls, Minnesota, and is from Northwest Bay, Ontario, which is northwest of good old Fort Francis. Yeah, Larry messaged me and (laughs) said, I want to be cuz of the week. And I said, yeah, for sure, man. So thanks, Larry, for being a listener and reaching out to us. He's a big fan, and we just want to send our thanks yep. to Larry for thanks. being an awesome fan of the show. So You know, the, they could be listening to Sirius Radio, but they're not. They're listening to us. Yeah, don't forget we're on Apple, Spotify, Spotify iHeartRadio, Amazon. Amazon, Google. I didn't know Google Podbean. had a podcast. Podbean. Yeah, exactly. Google, so, Google's got it. I, like I, did, I didn't know that. Neither did I tell actually. I Googled it. <laughs> You had to Google to see if Google had a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's funny. Yeah. That's funny right there. Yeah. Hang on a second. 
Give me a second. I got to go get something. Hang on. Oh, Bush is taking off his headset and his, I don't know where he's going. He's pulling, I bet you he probably wrote something down in the bathroom. So he's going to his bathroom to get his piece of paper. But I don't know about this guy. He should be game ready. He's not game ready. Got to prepare for the game. Obviously, he's not. Oh, you can hear them in the background. I wonder what they're saying. Shh. Oh, he's coming back. Oh. Where are you, Bush? Oh, he's coming back. Don't say nothing. Oh. Oh. Okay. Hey, welcome back, Bush. We missed you. I know you did. I had to plug in my laptop. Oh, for... oh come on. I know. Man. Well, they look like you. I don't know. Anyways, so what, what did I miss? Uh, now we are going to do shout-outs. Again, message, shout-outs. Uh, messages on Facebook if you want a shout-out. So, it sounds like you're saying shout-out. Shout you know, like a goalie gets shout, a shout-out. Shout, shout. Let it all out. Oh, like, who sings that song? <laughs> uh, Tears for Fears. Oh, yeah. Shout, shout. Let it, Let it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, okay. okay. Um, I got a couple. I have a couple shout outs. Shout uh, a couple, couple friends in Winnipeg. Good friends of mine, Heather Rawson and Paul Mackey. When the board, you know, when stuff opens up and it's free to travel and all the good stuff, definitely come up and visit you. I'll there come you too. Yeah, I'll bring Trevor for the weekend. And remember, it has to be the three food groups that Res Hockey endorses nachos. Pizza, wings, and wings. Yeah, where's a good place in Winnipeg to go for those three? Myself. That's a good question. (laughs) So, if you have any uh, ideas, let us know. (laughs) Bush, do you know that I went to culinary school and that I'm a Red Seal chef? I did not. I I knew you went to school. I did not know you were actual chef though. Like a whatever you call it, that title. Red Seal Chef. Yeah, Red Seal. Now, what is that? It is someone who had to do, I think I did like 15 hours of apprenticeship. And while you're doing it, you had to write all the notes, answers, and it was like going to school again. And my apprenticeship guy was kind of a, I didn't like him at all. Well, they're supposed to be like that, right? Short little guy from Vancouver. You know that show, that cartoon Ratatouille? That little sh- mad chef, <laughs> was, that's exactly who that guy was. I just wanted to kick him sometimes. I'm like, oh, man. He was so, he was such a pain to work with. But I was fortunate enough to work with a couple chefs throughout my apprenticeship. So he was the first guy that I worked with. And I just, I didn't like him. Mm, because no, I, has that deterred you from uh, chefing? No, no. It's just at first it made me want to just quit and go home, but I just my mama didn't raise no loser, no quitter, so I stuck it out mm-hmm. for a couple of months. Then I quit. <laughs> 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 but yeah, man, I'm a chef, so if you ever need any advice, and with your Instagram pictures, I know some help will come your way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. So don't forget to follow Bush on Instagram. He likes to post his uh, burnt cookies and his... My burnt cookies and my crumbled his, cake. His heart is a puck bannock. 
Give him a follow on Instagram. Bushman underscore 75. Woo! You should be a sponsor on a podcast. Well, I'm trying to. I just got no money. <laughs> I let, me thought drive, you were let me drive around in your brand new truck for a couple <laughs> days. I'll hit every bump in the in town. <laughs> I don't doubt that. Okay, yeah. So for shout outs, if you want to shout out, just shoot us a message and we'll be more than happy to give you a shout out, even if it's for your wife, girlfriend, spouse, whoever will uh uncle. Or, we'll be more than happy to help you out Mm -hmm. like yeah even like a birthday shout out happy anniversary or whatever something something we'll shout we'll shout out for you raise our hands in the air as well throw your hands in the air (laughs) (laughs) waiting for that (laughs) what's just doing it right now i am (laughs) (laughs) okay let's uh talk nhl playoffs Okay. Game four tonight in Montreal against Las Vegas Knights. Oh, I love the I love the cousin battles. Oh, that is like I know when we post stuff on Facebook, we're totally more with the Vegas and Montreal compared to the Islanders and I was gonna say Doll Star. <laughs> <laughs> Between the Islanders Island. and Tampa <laughs> <Yeah>. Bay. <laughs> That's I just, funny. I just went went to blank and I was like, is it Dull Storm? Like, <laughs> for those who don't know who Dull Storm are, they're a res team who they're like 15 yeah. minutes outside Kenora and they play you can, in the, uh, you can point all you want because they can really- Yeah, I know. I'm pointing <laughs> like as if, the, you know, as if you guys can see me. Like, <laughs> I'm pointing with my lip yeah. over there too. Ooh, they're too over there. You can see it. Yeah, but Dolls <laughs> is like 15 minutes outside. I was going to say Winnipeg. Kenora, and they play in these regional tournaments and d- local tournaments under the name Doll Storm. And they have Tampa Bay Lightning colors. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I, I get a mix up between Doll Storm and Tampa Bay. You just got that. Well, they play similar styles. Yeah, I, for I would... sure. You got a good defenseman. Victor Hedman, then you yeah. got a good defenseman, Dolls of Evan Fisher, then you got oh, Stamkos and Ernest and Ernest. Fabian, yeah. and oh, the list goes on. So they're very similar you to play. Vasilevsky, so, you got Andrew. See, it's just <laughs> exactly so. Yeah, let's talk about uh, Montreal and Las Vegas, Sin City. That's been a good series for, so far. Every game has been close. I love the way Montreal is playing. They're playing They're, bang on. They, I like it. So, true story. Uh, well, you, you just got to take my word for it. I lost my voice again. Um, when when Flurry manhandled the puck in his skates, he dropped past it. And then Montreal won, like, or tied it up with like a minute and a half left. I was, uh, I screamed pretty loud. I'm not sure if Trevor heard me or not. Why does Flurry play the puck? Like, he has bad history, World uh, Juniors, Team Canada. And again, he's trying to play the puck, and he yeah. totally missed it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That gaffe in the World Juniors, is just, I don't think he's fully gotten over that. If I was Montreal tonight, I would shoot every puck right out of him, make him play that puck, because he's going to screw it up again and choke. Well, and- apparently, apparently Laner's La- play- playing, whatever you <gasps> pronounce it. Ooh, that's big news. Yeah, he's it is. He's going to be... Ex- 
cold though he hasn't played the yeah. playoffs and he hasn't played much regular season so i would shoot far shoot. and shoot often yeah. you're shooting on a cold goalie yeah you may practice and but practice and game is totally different it's night and day so geez that should be interesting tonight yeah it will and be and how about that eric stall pass that looked like you playing that D looked like me <laughs> playing d and in virtually every game I said no look pass Right beside the net, I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. I've done that many times before in my career, and and not just in warm up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what what like what goes through someone's head. Uh, well, it wasn't a Corey Perry that was maybe five feet away from him, but that puck didn't make it five feet. No, it didn't make it. That was no, a game of mistakes. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it just well, you know, shows you that old uh, cliche, you know. They capitalize on the most mistakes they're gonna win and that's what happened like <laughs> for you beer leaguers out there it's okay to make mistakes obviously the top players in the world who play in the nhl make stupid mistakes like that and you know rob harabic, the game. rob harabic if you're listening if flurry can do it it's okay for you to do it yeah rob has done it a couple of times <laughs> and the thing is when robbie does it and they score, he'll look at you like as if it was yeah. your fault. It's like, what are you doing? That's Pentac. Because I was supposed to cover it. I've gotten that stare from uh, Rob a couple of times. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Why did you do that? It's like, I didn't even do nothing. You're the one that played the puck. Mm-hmm. Just kidding, Rob. We love you. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Rob. But yeah, that's that's going to be. A good series. I won. I with Leonard going in that tonight. I think Montreal's going to win. I'm hoping. I think they'll do it. And they'll go up what three one in this series. Three one. It'll be three one if they win. That damn right. You heard it from me. From me. <laughs> yeah. But that. Did you watch last night's game between Vate? Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> between the Islanders between and Dolls and uh, in the Islanders. Yeah. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was. Uh, I was busy. Oh, I, I was going to watch. But that was a good game. It was. I heard it was a good game. I, they're up three nothing, and then uh, I kept a, I kept tabs on the score though. The Islanders are playing the same way Montreal is playing that that grinding mm. game, that dump and chase, and just wearing out the forwards and defense with hitting them. So even Matt actually, Martin scored last night. I actually watched the last minute and a half of the game though. Why did the Leafs give up Matt Martin? They should have kept him. He's yeah. playing way better in New York and making a big difference. I don't understand that. How about the uh, save of the year last night? Oh, that defenseman. Yeah, yeah. That looks like I used to. That's how I. That's how me and you bail out Rob sometimes. Oh man, that was such a good save. That's yeah. totally gonna save the series for the Islanders. At, at, at first, I thought I, I thought it was gonna be a penalty shot because I could have swore I saw his glove go over the puck. You know. You, you, cover the puck in the crease obvious automatic penalty shot but no it wasn't it just it just happened so fast it's like oh penalty no no you know what we forgot to do again damn it we forgot we... to say who our guest is for episode number four damn oh, it yeah come on well we'll get to that here well okay, okay. so so we have <laughs> no you can do it our <laughs> guest for episode number four is jacksonville iceman ford of the echl racy rabbit he is originally from Alberta, from the Blood Tribe. Super nice guy. Super, mm-hmm. super. I don't know. What, I didn't know what to say after supers. What should I say after super? Super humbling guy. Is that a word? It is now. It is now. But yeah, we talked. Uh, 
racing. He was very, I don't know, what's the informative, word? informative humble, informer, like the song by Snow. Oh my God. <laughs> Another day I'm having a brain fart. I'm calling Dull Star in Tampa Bay. Yep. Making up these stupid words. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, we might as well go to our interview with Mr. Racy Rabbit. So uh, stay tuned and uh, we'll go to our interview with Mr. Rabbit. Stay tuned. Hey, Res Hockey fans. For episode number four, we would like to welcome from Alberta, but he currently lives in sunny FLA, Mr. Rabbit, Mr. Racy Rabbit. Hey, welcome to the show, man. We're happy to have you. Okie not peace. That's uh, Blackfoot <laughs> for hello, friends. Thanks for having me on, guys. How's uh, the weather in sunny FLA today? Uh, it's it's raining right now. It's the rain is going to get to the raining season in Florida. We're actually only here for a couple more days. We're going to go back to Alberta on Wednesday. So we got to get our COVID test and then we're our five day drive back to Alberta. And then I think we have to quarantine for 14. So that's, uh, it's going to be really busy and then not, not busy at all. That's a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys, you going to do dock the whole way? You're going to listen to music and what's like, how do you guys, what do you guys usually do when you guys travel together? Uh, well, myself, my fiance, Ashley, she's really, she, she's, She's really smart. She finds a way not to travel down. She'll have a gig. And then so she flies down and then me and the dog go down by ourselves. But <laughs> I make sure she comes back and drives with us so she gets the experience. But we'll usually do a stop. Our, our first night will be in you think, Nashville, then St. Louis, and then just somewhere in uh, Omaha, and then Billings, Montana, and then we'll get into Alberta. So it's about a five-day drive. We'll try and hit some podcasts, some music, and then a couple arguments, and then getting lost <laughs> with, the, with the wife. A couple uh, hours of quiet, quietness after a nice little scrap. <laughs> that we're gonna walk the rest of the way, both of us. <laughs> no, it's. I'm excited though because we get to. Last year, at the end of the year, we got sent home and it was COVID. So it was real, you know, real tense and nobody really knew what was going on. And it was just a, a scary time. But this year, now we get, now that we're fully vaccinated, we can stop and do stuff in different cities. And once we get back to Canada. Yeah, we've been uh, watching like hockey, basketball and the news in the States, like seeing that. And it's so different compared to Canada, where in the States, you don't see people wearing masks. It's like as if nothing ever happened compared to Canada, where we're still really strict. We're still in lockdowns up here. Yeah. So how is it down there in Florida compared to how it is in Canada? Honestly, I had the same mindset in December when we came back for the start of our season. And I had to drive down, like I said. And as soon as you cross that line, the more south you get, the less like COVID was actually a thing. I remember one of the nights we sent, I spent the night in St. Louis and you're just so used to being like, you know, mask, wash your hands, like mm-hmm. don't around anybody. And we got to the hotel and everybody was around each other. I think there was a concert like down the street. So it was just the culture shock was wild. And then you come down to Florida and it doesn't exist here. Like people wear their masks, they'll wear it around their chins and then <laughs> kind of like abide by the, the rules and regulations. But it was, it took me a while because I felt really uncomfortable. And then, once we got into our team bubble, I mean, you felt a little bit safer, but just going to the grocery store, I mean, you can't, 
you can't hide anywhere, you know, you know, yeah. you live and just take care of yourself. And um, it was definitely a really weird year and, and hopefully this, <laughs> this, this, this ends soon. Yeah. Let's hope so. Uh, okay. We're going to talk about your uh, junior experience when you played with Vancouver, you're a Memorial cup winner. How was that experience? Honestly, I've been asked about that a lot lately. I've done some uh, interviews and just with guys on, my, on our team, you know, kind of reflecting on my career. And um, that I was only there for six months. I, got, I was a, a deadline acquisition from Saskatoon and I started the year in the American Hockey League. So for me to go back to junior was kind of a demotion. But then you find out you're going to be going to the Memorial Cup because the team I'm getting traded to is hosting. So, I mean, it was really excited and um, the team that we went into, I think half our team was at the World Junior, whether they were representing Canada or their their specific province. And a couple of guys from the Czech Republic and Slovakia, and then you have a couple of first round picks that are uh, that have already been signed. So I was I was walking into a, a team that was you know they didn't need me. It was more of just to kind of add to the arsenal, and that was nice because that's a lot of pressure coming back, and I didn't really know what to expect, but you know, that team was prepared from day one. Don Hay was our coach and he was so intense. And my first meeting with him was, you know, he just kind of wanted to see if we were on the same page. And I just said, I wanted to win. And that's the reason why they got me. But, you know, the guys were awesome. We were intense in practices and in games. And that's one of the, one of the first times you experience a junior hockey team that's treated and played like a professional team. And there's a reason why every player, I mean, close to every player went on to either a high level of professional, not the NHL, or they went on to, to having really successful careers away from hockey. And that was because of that team. What do you do with your ring? Do you still wear it? Do you flash it around? <laughs> oh, no, honestly, like I have, uh, so I have a Memorial Cup ring and then I have a ring that uh, we won at the Canada Winter Games with Team Alberta. Any, t- any type of hardware, I'm really bad with losing. <laughs> My mom has everything. She has all my jerseys, all my medals. And like, um, Ashley, when she, we first started dating, she came over to our place and I have like all the, my mom has all my, my hardware there. And she looked at me, she's like, it's like, it's almost like you're dead. It's like, a, <laughs> <laughs> is it almost like those parents from uh, Ace Ventura? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laces out. Jeez. <laughs> um, okay. So my, oh, sorry, my ring is with my parents, you know, anytime I go speak at communities or I go to go to do events, I'll wear it. And the kids right really like, and people like to see that. And, um, now that I'm getting a little older, I'll, I'll be wearing another ring. So hopefully I can add that too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations on your engagement. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, we were, we've been talking about it lately and um, now the COVID's over, it's kind of easier to plan a wedding rather than last year where I was thinking about doing it and, then with COVID, you know, like a lot of my friends were getting married last summer and they had to cancel it or they're losing a lot of money. But, you know, we wanted to to be sure everyone was a part of our wedding and our families are really important to us. So now hopefully everybody can be there. Yeah, that's awesome. I got engaged February 2020, but we had to cancel our wedding because of the COVID and now you can only invite so many people. So it's going to be hard trying to decide, OK, you can come, you can't come, you can come. And so forth. Like we had a list of like 200 people. And so well, now. We- yeah. So we're, we're the same thing. Our, our wedding's not going to be very big. It'll be in September. Um, just kind of the people that are really close to us, like our immediate family members and maybe one or two friends that are obviously in our, in my, uh, mine and Ashley's wedding party, but it's going to be small because we, you know, we don't know what's going <laughs> to, what's going to happen. Yeah, true. Eh? The rules and regulations change, but 
um, the people that are most important to us are going to be there and we're excited and hopefully you guys can, can get a, a good wedding here too, because, you know, growing up, we have so many family members, cousins, and yeah, <laughs> planning. And then all of a sudden there's two to 300 people on your list. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully everything works out for myself and obviously you too. Yeah. Right on. Thanks. So now we're going to talk about uh, Boston's how was it getting drafted? And especially with Boston being the Boston Bruins, uh, original six hockey team. Yeah, they're, they're actually, um, so before we, we got drafted, you get the NHL combine where you get to interview with all the teams, you do their fitness testing down there in Toronto. Um, and my first meeting was the Bruins and that was the worst meeting I had, you know, I was in the, <laughs> they're, they're kind of, they ask about what, like, what type of player you emulate or who do you like? And within the question, they, I just said that, you know, I modeled my game after at the time, Joe Sackick was one of the best players, like the two way centerman, not big guys. And I said, Steve Iserman. I mean, I don't compare myself to them. Those are the players I emulate. And I remember one of the scouts or whoever was kind of puts his head out and you're at like the board meeting and there's the board. Like, and he puts his head and he goes, he's like, you think you're Joe Sackick? And like, oh, well, you he's like, you think you're Steve Iserman? And I'm like, I think they just wanted to see how I was thinking on my feet. And I just let them, I was like, now you guys asked me who my favorite players were and who I emulated my game. I'm like, obviously I'm not Joe Sackett. Never <laughs> play. And I think they just wanted to kind of see, like kind of get inside my head and how I thought on, on the spot. But when I was drafted, it was such an honor. Um, my family members were there. The the draft, I didn't go to the draft. There was, I think it was just after the, um, one of the first lockouts. So they only had the top 30 guys there in the, oh, yeah, in yeah, the right. hotel conference room or something. So, but it, it was a, it was, it was a stressful day because, you know, I was expected to go, you know, maybe late second and in the third round, I didn't go to the fifth. So it, it was stressful waiting for your name to be called. And when it was called, you know, there, all the emotions. And for me, it was a special day because of my family and my parents, you know, it's for all the sacrifice that they made for me to, to chase my dream. You know, it was, it was more for them, you know, I'm going to continue playing hockey, but you know, all the hard work that they did and for me to, to, to make sure that they supported me and, I, I know my mom was crying and my, my late grand, my great grandpa was there and my, my dad. And it was just a celebration, you know, of just, you know, for, for how, for where we started, you know, we started on, yeah. on the reserve and we had to move off the reserve and facing a lot of um, adversity. And just to, just to kind of show that, you know, if you work hard and you pursue your dreams and you don't, you don't take no for an answer that you, you can, you can get there and then obviously the Bruins you know the big bad Bruins I was a big Bobby Orr fan Ray Bork Cam Neely everybody knows the Bruins so just to just to be drafted by them it was a huge honor and um, it was it was it was real eye-opening too <laughs> when I was training camp you know Brian Leach was there Alexi Jaminov Zdeno Chara was just recently signed there so there it was a big change and it was it was exciting to be a part of that and just be around that and the guys that we were drafted with end up winning the Stanley Cup in 2011 so I got to play with those guys in Providence and you know those memories you you always cherish and at the end of my career I can always tell stories about you know Brad Marchand and um, Patrice Bergeron and the first time I went out for supper was myself and Christopher Stieg you know the two two little guys from Lethbridge out of their realm you know (laughs) Daniel Chara and you know Patrice Bergeron, they grab us and they make sure they come, we go for supper with them and just to kind of hang out with those guys and just realize, you know, they're every, they're hockey players like us, but they're at the top of their game. So you get to see how hard they work every single day and what it is to me, what it, to be a professional, you know? So it was, it was really cool. And I'll, I'll always have those memories and I'm always thankful for that experience. Okay. All right. Now 
Canada, U.S., couple European countries. What was your favorite country to play in as far as like culture, uh, fans, the way people treat you and they receive you when they're watching games? Like, are, are European fans as rabid as Canada and U.S. fans, or is there a big difference or what? Well, I think they're uh, – well, I'll answer your first question. My favorite, my favorite place was Norway. I played there for three years. I think just because it's easier – you know, it's more, a lot more people speak English. So the, the, there wasn't the culture shock. Um, the countries that are huge soccer fans are like Croatia, where I played, Czech Republic, um, Italy. Those three countries were insane. I remember Czech Republic, you know, it's one, probably one of the best leagues in the world where hockey comes first and it wasn't soccer. So we were, I know we'd get escorted out of, out of cities and towns because the, our, our, who, our, our hockey hooligans are getting to play, <laughs> throwing flares or doing something. But, you know, it's 20,000 people. I remember we played in um, Prague at the O2 Arena. And this is like, a, I think it's probably nicer than a lot of NHL arenas and their fans. So it's the Sparta Praha team. And we're, I think we beat them. But there's like 20,000 fans. And it's soccer. It's soccer mentality. So they have their chance from when you get out there on the ice. I mean, they're tailgating before and they're drinking their beers or whatever before. So they're rowdy when they get in. And they're rowdy throughout. They have their signs. They have their chants, and um, they have their they have their chants. I don't know what they're saying because it's a different language. But opposing <laughs> team, they have like a like a kind of like a diss type of song to their. But like no one ever said anything about me. But I, I mean, I, if they did, I didn't understand. <laughs> but it was really cool. Um, we were playing my first experience, and I was playing in Croatia, which was the the Austrian league. So we were playing Salzburg Red Bull, which was probably one of the highest. Um, at least in Europe, like the, they got the top players because they're it's Red Bull, you know, they're owned by Red Bull and we were losing five, nothing. And there's probably about four or five minutes left in the game and back home, you know, everybody's trying to, if, you're, if your team's losing, you're trying to get to the, the parking lot as soon as possible to beat traffic, but they didn't stop banging their drums. And it was, you couldn't even think because it was so loud. And I was talked to some of the, the fans later on, but like, why didn't, why don't you guys leave? She says, well, you know, you're our team. You guys are working hard. As long as you're working hard, we're still supporting, you know, you're not going to win every game. And that's for us as fans and, and, and supporters is that as long as you're working hard, we're paying hard, our, our hard earned money, you know, it's the Salzburg Red Bulls, you know, you're not supposed yeah. to beat them. You're working hard and mm -hmm. we're here to support you no matter what. And I thought that was really cool because, you know, they have the, the diehards and then the, the very well fans, but you know, in, in Canada and in US, it's kind of like, well, you better win or we're not going to cheer for you guys. Or, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to hear about it. And I mean, but that's, that's the great thing about sports. It's everybody's so passionate and it's, it's, it's global. So hockey's getting global now and it's, it's pretty exciting. And I'm just, my, the, my time spent in Italy, Czech Republic, Japan, Norway, you know, I, I've lived everywhere. It is, wow. It's been a cool experience. And um, all like, again, again, my, my experiences, I'm all great. I'm always grateful for that's awesome. We're, we're going to talk about this past season um, with the pandemic happening in, all over. How was it playing during the pandemic? Sorry. There you go. <laughs> pandemic. It was, it was tough, man. Like our, what, well, first, I mean, you know, you, we didn't know if we were going to play and then half the teams in our league dropped out. Um, then coming down to Florida, where it was kind of the epicenter of COVID, you know, it was kind of the hot spot throughout the pandemic. Um, but our, our team, um, did a great job. Our, our, our training staff was awesome. You know, we, before we got to camp, you have to, we, we checked into a hotel. It was just for us. 
Um, we did our testing and then we have to self-isolate for three days until we had a negative test and then another negative test. So our training camp was probably two weeks of us just sitting around for seven days, just making sure that we were healthy. And um, once that hit, then we would get tested every day. Um, if not, we were getting tested every day. We get our temperatures. We had an app that we had to fill out before we woke up. The first thing you do before you come to the rink is you fill out this app. You do all your symptoms and it gives you a green light. So once you got a green light, then you can go to the rink. When you get to the rink every day, our trainer's there with a, with a thermometer, like a temperature check so that you can go in. And then we had our, we had to mask up every single day and you go on the road, you're, you're in hotels too. So, I mean, it's the East coast isn't the NHL we don't have the budget, but they did a great job of making sure we were safe. And unfortunately our, most of our team did get COVID in January, you know, like, as, as, as much as they try to bubble you, you know, it, you could get it anywhere still. Like we have to go to gas stations, gas up. We have to go get groceries. So you could pick it up anywhere. And unfortunately, I was part of the first wave of our, our team that got it. And I got messed up real bad. You know, wow. myself and Ashley, we got, we got it. I think uh, one guy got it. And they ended up driving with the guy that got it the second. And then so I knew it was coming. And I think the first day... He got it. Second, I got it. And then the third day there was eight. And then the second day there was four. And then I think most of our team got it, but the symptoms, I mean, I thought, you know, you think you're healthy, but this thing, like it, it kicked my ass. I was the first or second day, you know, it was okay. Cause you kind of feel like you're getting stuffed up and you knew you're getting mm -hmm. sick. But then I remember Ashley woke up and she took the dogs out and I was just, I couldn't move. She's like, I'll take the dogs out, whatever. And then I woke up again and she was waking me up and it was dark. And I asked her what time it was. And so she went out at 9.30 a.m. to walk the dogs. And then I woke up at 7 p.m. So I, in that, like, my body was <laughs> So then when I finally started feeling better, I, uh, around day like 13, 14, our, our, our quarantining was ending. We were after to start coming back to the rink. I had this really bad cough. And it wouldn't go away. And it was just sitting there and I couldn't, I could barely breathe. And so they brought me into the ER and we talked with, with our team doctor and I had pneumonia. So, and I like, when I was spitting up the phlegm, there was blood in my phlegm. So he's like, you're lucky you came in when you did, cause this would have been really bad. And they gave me antibiotics and some things for my chest. And thankfully I got over it. But for about a month, honestly, it was like, I've never used my lungs before it, it like in games and in practices, I just be like 10 seconds. I'd be exhausted and it would hurt to breathe and, you know, I keep getting tested and like they're obviously you're, you, you can't get it for a certain amount of time. And like, it was like 34 years old. I'm not 45 or 65 or 85, you know, I'm still like in really good shape and I take care of myself, but like that, that kicked our ass. And then once that got, once everybody got through that, our, our season, you know, it, it, it was cool because it, you got to see fans. Like we have uh, really passionate fans here in Jacksonville um, for the level that it is for minor pro. I mean, we got, we got 4,500 we're allowed in our rink and we got 4,500 every night and years prior to that, we get eight to 10,000. So it's, it's pretty, and it was just, you know, I was just, we're very blessed to be able to play this year and, and earn a paycheck to play hockey under these circumstances, you know, cause back home it's, it's tough. You know, a lot, a lot of the country is, is has been locked down and is still locked down and hopefully everybody with these vaccines, if you're going to get it or whatever, but I mean, that's neither here or there, but hopefully things do go back to normal and people start getting healthy hundred percent. And, you know, the biggest thing is the mental health for us, you know, is as hard as it is, it's still like you come to the rink and it's not, a, it's not a regular year, you know, you can't go out and do stuff with the team. Um, we got to golf. That was about it, but like, you couldn't go to movies. You couldn't go to restaurants. If you wanted to eat, it was either you're cooking at home or you're ordering on Uber eats, but you know, I'm, I, I can't complain because, 
you know, we're, we're living in Florida, we're playing a game that we love and we're getting paid to do it. Even under these circumstances, you're just very grateful to play. Wow. Okay. Well, do you have um, a player that you played with you know, growing up or a couple of years ago or five years ago? Like, do you have a favorite player who's, who's your go-to guy on the ice, on the bench, travel? Um, well, my favorite player is actually a player I got to play with. Um, whenever I go visit communities. So I, I made the Ivan Holenka, the Team Canada, the under-18 team. And in the picture, I'm standing next to, in the team picture, is Sidney Crosby. And we had the same agent with created the CAA. And I, I knew about it. I, like, I played against him at the Winter Games and then with agents, like our agent skates. But to actually play with him on a team, man, at 15, I just loved the way he skated. And he was younger than me, too. So you can imagine a 15, 16-year-old to, to be impressed and that's your favorite player and he's not even in the NHL yet, but then you watch him in the NHL, what he was doing at 15 and just the way he thinks, the way he prepares, the way he skates, just protect puck protection. You know, that, that was my, my, how I wanted to play. And we were the same age. And then growing up, my favorite player was Pavel Bure. And he was, I mean, he was a Russian rock and I'm a flames fan <laughs> and I hurt to cheer for the Canucks, but <laughs> they're in their heyday. But, you know, I've, I've, I've had some great teammates, like I said, in Providence, um brad marchand was a, was one of the funniest guys i've ever played with you know he's a rat <laughs> yeah. team, but on your own team he's such a great guy yeah, he's fun to joke with you know he's just one of the boys and he'll do anything for your team whether it's getting punched in the face or you know licking someone in playoffs <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's such a great player that he, he can do that and get away with stuff and then you'll hate him and then he'll put the puck in the back of the net but you know i can't really pinpoint a one favorite teammate you oh. know I've, I've kept in tabs with a lot of guys and I've played on so many teams that you, you try and uh, you try and keep in touch with everybody, but everybody's kind of growing older and they move on, but you know, social media now you'll see somebody will say hello, but you know, I, I've, I always tried to make sure I was a good teammate. That was my first and foremost was being a good teammate. So hopefully um, if you ever interview someone that they'll say me one day. <laughs> you the run up a, a camp called WR is it two O or 20? WR20, so power skills. Yeah, can you tell us about that? Um, well, I started working with um, like edge work and like high performance athletes about two or three years ago. And I got, I'm really, I stopped that for a bit just because, uh, you know, I was going to Europe and I couldn't make any commitments to my players full time. And then I moved to Edmonton last year in the off season. And Ashley's uh, cousin, well, I guess her niece, she's uh, she played a high level hockey and she invited me out to River Cree there on e in Enoch where they're from. And it's the big casino. And it was just a shitty and it was right at the end, like just the beginning of the pandemic, but they're still allowing people on the ice. So I was excited. And there was a bunch of like junior A kids, some Western league guys. And I was just, we were out there playing shitty. I think they figured out who I was. And um, they asked me if I could run a practice for them. And I said, you know, this is what I, what I specify. Like my, my specifics is edge work, skill stuff, like stick handling and shooting. And they, and I said, you guys are going to have to trust me because it's going to be awkward at first. And then within probably two weeks I had 15 16 like high-end Western League guys junior kids um, midget prep and I have, a, I have a female there her and her brother they're they're first nations from Saddle Lake and her name's Sadie McCocus and she's honestly gonna be one of the best female hockey players in the future she's 16 and she's one of the best skaters I met she was out there with our with our junior guys and she didn't miss a beat and her younger brother Ethan who's 13 I mean he's gonna be a high Western League draft pick and like 
they just they they love the game and I love that they're the First Nations. We have a couple. I have a couple Indigenous kids in our in our group. I like to keep a small group, 15, so they have more one-on-one work. But it's all edge work. You know, I've worked with Paul Vincent, who's uh, the Florida Panthers um, skills and skating coach. Um, Adam Redman, who's with Hockey Canada. So I just try and what I've learned throughout my career um, and try and make it my own and try and bring that to the next generation. Cause you know, I've had Jake and Smallwood who's with the Winnipeg ice and Anson McMaster. And, you know, like it helps to have those Wesley kids, but I like to work with the the younger kids because they're so raw and they're so like, they're, they're so willing to learn. And, you know, hockey is such a high impact sport and high collision sport that you need to be comfortable going into those, into those high collision areas. One with you have, you have the, the ability on your edges to, to embrace a hit, but also with your head up. You know, because it's number one thing is the head with head, head and concussions and injuries. It's serious, especially with our with our game. So I want these kids to be comfortable, but also have fun. You know, I try and do I try and make it as fun as possible in a in a, I guess in a competitive atmosphere. And then last year was at the end of my career. I've always wanted to try and do a hockey school, and um, I, I I couldn't go into Saskatchewan or BC, but all the First Nations I reached out to in in Alberta given the COVID outline that I went to my first nations was first as a, the kind of first nations, the blood reserve, we had to do it in Lethbridge. So we had all the kids from my reserve and the surrounding areas in Begunny that would come. There was about, I'm going to say 40 kids. We had three groups. It was a really good turnout. Um, in six I was another, uh, another was six first nation. It's just outside Calgary. Um, the uh, actually we had Theron Flurry and another local kid, Nance McMaster, who's from, who plays for the Winnipeg ice. And then Frog Lake brought me up and I brought Devin Buffalo, who's a, he's had a great career. And then two, uh, two kids from there, Michael and Dallas Desjolais. So those were the reserves that I got to reach out to. Um, I want to do more, but we were supposed to go to be Gunny. And then because of the, the third, I think it was the second wave at the time in October, I, we weren't allowed to go there. And I was going to bring Dylan Dubé with the flames and it was going to be something, I like to bring something different to every reserve. Um, but, you know, my, my biggest thing was, you know, I want to give back to our community um, indigenous, you know, I wanted to make it so it was targeting indigenous kids, and especially during COVID, it was such a hard time for the kids. You know, if they weren't in school, they weren't at home. It's it's hard for you know on the parents, but mostly the kids. You know, so I wanted them to come out, even if it's for an hour, is just to be kids. You know, go out, get on the ice, have some fun, exercise, be yourself, but at the same time, we're going to work hard and we're going to have fun. You know, and especially in this, these unparalleled times is that they need to be kids for their mental health. They just need to just have fun and, Mm -hmm. you know, see their friends and don't worry about if I have to wear a mask, you know, uh, every, every community made sure that we followed health protocol and all the kids were safe. So when they came on the ice for me, that was my safe place. You know, that was my haven of, you know, whatever's going on in the outside world. I'm just here to play hockey. I'm here to have fun. And that was my main focus this, this past fall for the, for my school. And I'm hoping to, to hit more communities this, uh, this coming summer. And then hopefully it'll, it'll be, it'll, I'll be able to, to go out throughout Canada and, uh, you know, just kind of get to visit more communities. And I, I love, I love I love our people, you know, I love visiting communities. I did work, I did uh, stuff in Whitehorse the last couple of years and I love it up there. So I'd like to go out to Ontario, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, and, and hopefully BC. Yeah, that would be awesome. Here in Kenora, we're surrounded by, there's probably, how many reserves, Bush, do you think? Like at least eight to ten, all within, yeah. a, within an hour. And they all have arenas, so a lot of the kids play hockey. So 
that's something that uh, we could try to work out for you to come to Kenora and run a camp and have a lot of the kids within the communities come to Kenora and work something out. Yeah. And one of the things I bring to my, you know, my school is that, yeah, it, it, you, it's not just a drop your, like the parents drop your kids off. It's, you know, I'm going to be teaching stuff that I teach my, my, my pro or my Westernly guys, but it's all the basic stuff. And it's just inside edge work. We always start with something and you'd be surprised at how many pro guys can't do the stuff I do where I have 10 year olds that are, you know, they're just getting out of their comfort zone. They're so excited and they're amazing at it. So I like to bring stuff that, you know, the most parents, you know, hockey is such an elitist sport that when I bring to these communities, I want to make sure that they're getting the same type of training that, you know, the high end player gets because, you know, like I did, I grew up, I didn't have, I, my parents couldn't afford this. So I had to, I had to be, I was on my rollerblades. That's how I got good at skating. You know, I was just on my rollerblades all the time. So when I, when I visit these communities, I just leave some stuff that they can work with on their own where, if they have a sheet of ice or if they just have a ball and I grew up playing on the grass. So just stuff like that. But you know, that where, you know, you look at the biosteel camps or you look at certain acnes or those guys where I'm bringing that to the reserve so that they feel like they got mm. experienced that and they, they feel pride. And when they do go to their camps or whatever, they, they feel confident with themselves that they they've had that training because it's not new or foreign. Okay. One last part before we, before you go, we have uh, these five <laughs> rapid NIST questions. We'll go ahead and get that started. Okay. Number one, baked or fried bannock? <laughs> Fry bread, man. <laughs> okay. Number two, ever use a bed sheet for a curtain or a door? I think that's the only way. I think that's the, that's the, is there any other way? <laughs> exactly. Okay. Number three, ever see Ernest Munias live in concert, the king of the north? I've never seen him. I'm from the South. So the Blackfoot, we have stray horses and Ernest never really came onto our station. So I got I to rep the South here. Number four, Bannock burger or Indian taco? Ooh, I'm going to go taco. Mm. And the last and fifth question is, can you jig? I have a really good story. So <laughs> Ashley and her, her mom and her family, they have a thing called in her shoes it's a gala where they come and they, they raise money for, uh, for women's shelters in, in Alberta. So it's, it's a big event. It's a big, everybody gets dressed up and they have a, a contest, a jigging contest for all the men in, in, but you have to do it in high heels, but you have to oh. jig. So I won it a couple of years ago and I've never jigged in my life. Cause, uh, I think that's more Northern communities are yeah. there, um, down South, uh, in treaty seven. We all, we powwow there and, or two-step, you know, cause we're cowboys or, yeah. or, or we powwow. So I knew a two-step, but I had to, I was doing a uh, YouTube tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got it down. Okay. So I can say, yes, I can jig and no, I'm not good at jigging. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good. All right, Racy. We come to, to the end of the interview. We'd like to say thank you. Miigwech for coming on the show, mm -hmm. and uh, for sure, we'll uh, love to have you on again. Talk about hockey. Yeah. Tsukapi Nappies. Thank you. <laughs> Good luck with everything, and thank you again for having me on, gentlemen. It was awesome. Yep. It was fun. All right, Miigwech. All right. Thank you. That was an awesome interview we had with Racy. So thank you again for being a part of our podcast. <laughs> it was awesome to listen oh, to him and off. share his stories like yes. he's played all over the world like japan europe Italy. i know i know you're a continent but 
Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That's the thing that why we want to do this podcast for the listeners to listen to players that played the game that was able to play all over the world and share their story, what it took for them to make it to that level and just the things that they like doing. So that that's an awesome, that was an awesome interview. That was good. Thanks again. Okay. One thing that I want to talk about is by all means a bandwagon fan. There's every playoffs. Uh, There's a big group of bandwagoners. Is that a word? Bandwagoner. I think I need like a dictionary or a thesaurus. We'll make our own dictionary. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. The res hockey version of the dictionary approved by Bush. Yeah, we will. Then I'll enter it in Wikipedia and, you know. Bush is like Tommy Boy. He went to university (laughs) for seven years. (laughs) Yeah, they're called doctors. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh boy. So yeah, bandwagon. Are you a bandwagoner this playoffs? You know what? I uh I think we all we all are at some point when our team gets knocked out, we'll like to cheer for another team just because despite our team. But yeah, I've uh I've been on to jump on some bandwagons. Damn yeah, right. with you being an Oilers fan, you must be used uh, to being on uh, that Yeah, band. here you go. All right. I just invited a whole slew of uh, comments on our Facebook page because of that. <laughs> like, okay, Oilers, they don't make the playoffs. Mm. They don't make it past the first round. Mm. So, yeah, you're a true bandwagoner. You know what, though? In, when, when 2006... I oh, got the on. trash talk, everybody, because everybody knew I was, I was a hardcore fan, and you should see the bandwagons in 2006. Mm-hmm. And I got. I, I don't think I was an Oilers fan. When no, we didn't want you. <laughs> <laughs> we would have kicked you off the bandwagon. <laughs> but as for myself, I'm a true Leafs fan. Well, I don't know if I call myself a true Leafs fan now since I'm cheering for the Canadians. Because a true oh. Leafs fan wouldn't cheer for oh. another team, especially the Canadians. So, hmm, that's uh, yeah. that's a hard judgment call to make. Am I a true Leafs fan, but cheering for the Habs? Yeah. Ooh, I, I don't, don't know. know. It's uh, it's like me cheering for Calgary, which I never will. Yeah, I never will cheer for Calgary. If the, I mean, the Flames, they're they're the only Canadian city, and they made it to the Stanley Cup Finals. Would you cheer for the Flames? Nope. Damn, I got to question myself. I got to think hard. You question your loyalty. Long. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I got some uh, least, least fans that will, uh, you know, that should knock on your door soon, I I've think. I've been a least fan my whole life. Jack Dawson, if you're listening, you should talk to the boy. I don't know now. Now I got to question myself and think, are you a least fan? Yeah. Like I yes, say, that, I am. Those are some good hard questions you should think about yourself in the shower or not. <laughs> in the shower, shower thoughts. <laughs> That's uh, number two thoughts right there, yeah. man. <laughs> Shower thoughts. Am Don't I take a... your phone to the bathroom, and that's just a number two thoughts, and just think <laughs> on the throne. Am I a loyal Leafs fan? Like I say, I am. But you're cheering for the Habs. Mm. Only reason I'm cheering for the Habs because well, there should our, be no reason. Our cuz Carey Price. Uh, the cuz. Do you cheer yeah. for your? Do you cheer for your family that they're succeeding in the playoffs and playing really good, or? Do you like no cuz sorry? <laughs> I don't know. That's that's totally making me think today. Hmm. That's something I will have to think about. Am I a yeah. loyal Leafs fan? And do I cheer for the Canadians? Well, everyone loved my Canadians hat that I made the other night. 
that was uh that was epic you should trademark you should like you know mass produce that it looked like a five-year-old drew that canadian logo but but that's what's so (laughs) you know that's what's so awesome about it because it's so provocative it is it came from the heart (laughs) it did i see it (laughs) (laughs) well i i don't have no habs gear like i don't have a hat don't have a t-shirt i never had a hat or a t-shirt hey do you remember when i uh let you borrow those uh hab socks for for that beer league game oh yeah that's right we in our uh i came to hockey one night and we didn't have no i didn't have no socks like usually my son nicks likes to take equipment and take stuff on my I don't know why I'm pointing either. <laughs> like Nick's room is right beside where I'm recording. And I'm pointing towards Nick in his room. And you guys can't see that. So, but anyways, I went to hockey with no socks. Bush was sitting beside me and he had an extra pair of socks, which was, which team were they, Bush? They were uh, the Montreal Canadian socks. And no one else had socks in his dress room. So we had, I had to wear the socks. They were, and- they look beautiful on him. Oh, damn. And I remember that night, we won 7-4. I don't know who we played, but I know the score. And I was on the ice for all the four goals that they <laughs> that the other team scored on us. Yeah. <laughs> I blame blame it on those damn Montreal socks. <laughs> Who's at minus four when you win 7-4? This guy right here in Beer League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just because of those damn Montreal socks. Mm-hmm. No joke. No kidding. But um, last year, I remember a certain Oilers diehard fan wearing Toronto Maple Leaf socks. Yeah, I won't. I won't mention any names, but his name's Bush. <laughs> they were blue. There's blue in them. <laughs> <laughs> he was just flying on the ice too, wearing his uh, Maple Leaf blue socks. Yeah, I was. He looked like a Nylander's hair just flowing. His just just beard, the flow. His beard flowing flying down the ice he didn't score but he was flying down the ice yeah <laughs> you know a big bandwagoner that i know mm. and i've known him my whole life is my brother sean oh growing up all of a sudden like in the 90s when the devils were winning all those cups yep. all of a sudden he was like this big devils fan I was like give me a break <laughs> But before then, he was always cheer for teams that were winning. He's still like that. I don't know. Yeah, he's still like that. Okay. So he's <laughs> he's a bandwagoner every year because well, the Devils haven't been haven't been doing that good lately. So gives him another reason to jump on the bandwagon. But my sisters and I, we used to tease him as a kid that he was always jumping on the bandwagon. So when I think of bandwagon, I think of him because. He's just started liking New Jersey Devils all out of nowhere once they started winning those uh, Stanley Cups. <laughs> well, maybe he was a fan of Scott Stevens and didn't like St. Louis. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, do you guys know any guys who are jumping on the bandwagon for the four remaining teams? Now I just I feel it. I feel like shady just for you, should, you can talk about it. It's We're in a safe spot, Trevor. Oh, that's... Hmm. That's something to think about. But anyways. I I might, anyways, I think I might have to cheer for Dull Storm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that series. Holy man. I love the way the Islanders are playing and 
that they're winning. It's good for good for that community because their owners always threaten to move the the NHL team to somewhere else because of the arena and that this and that. But talk about dolls. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's bad. But I, when I talked to Brian Trotter a couple of years ago, he said the Islanders are the most loyal fans in the league. So really. Yeah, cool. I should learn something or two from the Islanders fans about being loyal. Mm. I feel well, sad I mean, now. I know I don't really. I'm not really cheering for the Islanders. Well, I am. Well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm cheering for. I got I like Jordan Eberle. I do. I still do. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's all happy playing in the playoffs longer playing than a, playing in the Lakers. third round. Yeah. Let's talk about playoff beards then. Oh, you have your them. playoff there's, beard going on. I got. I got mine going on. You can't see it, but I'm uh, I'm showing it off to the camera, which you can't see. Like Gracie said in the interview before we talked, uh, we talked about playoff beards, and I I'm only I don't know what kind of niche I am. I just grow patches. I grow patches on my cheek and on my chin. Then I have like this dirty stash, so I, I can't grow a beard at all. That sucks. I don't know where I don't know where this comes from, but uh, the, the the playoff beard it's pretty. Uh, it's synonymous with hockey. You know, you, you see other sports trying to do it. <clears throat> Baseball and basketball. No, that just doesn't belong. I saw a video of when the Wings won their Stanley Cup and Brandon Shanahan was on the team. Yeah. And the first thing he did when he got to the dressing room, he shaved his beard. Did you ever see yeah. that clip? No, I didn't see the clip. I didn't. Usually when I turn off the TV when, when the clock starts zero and they win and then I just whatever, turn it off. You've all seen it before. Yeah, Bush has a pretty good beard going on. Like, what kind of niche beard is that? Like, like usually uh, when niche grows a beard, it's like how I grow. It's just patches and whiskers coming out of nowhere. Bush is just showing off. He's looking in the camera. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not your average uh, Canadian niche. I'm from the States, remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. America. Welcome to America. <laughs> <laughs> We go to America. <laughs> yeah, that, the Borat. that Borat. Yeah. High five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jesus. You look like Borat almost. Oh my you god. A suit like I Borat. Some suit. <laughs> now be your Halloween costume. Yeah. Adam Bush from America. <laughs> Give me a high five. Yeah, I'll should do that. No. Do it. Did you watch that new uh, movie he he has out on? Amazon? Yes, no, I didn't. Yet. I, haven't, I haven't got around to it. I've been watching hockey. <laughs> and uh, Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. uh, season four is supposed to be coming up pretty soon. Supposed to, be, supposed to be coming up pretty soon here. Yeah, it wasn't on today, though. Disappointed. Hmm. I wonder who did all the attempted killings of the, that family. To all our listeners, uh, spoiler alert, you can uh, hang up now or hang up. <laughs> Hang up your telephone, please. <laughs> uh, who? I think. Well, it's obvious that the was, those uh, Roark and uh, whatever. It was that son who was uh, the adopted son. Then that son. lawyer. You're horrible. It's him. He no. did it. I saw him. I okay, listeners. What do you think? Okay, it's, it was the adopted son. That should give him. It's not the adopted son. What about that? Their Kevin Costner, his daughter. Well, is she dead? Like they blew up her office pretty good. Blew, uh, no, she's too. What she's about, too. She's too much Beth Dutton to, to die in that. What about uh, what's her boyfriend's name again? Uh, Rip. Rip. 
<laughs> I did a funny meme. My uh, my sister, my brother in law, Aaron and Trevor, they're big fans of that show. And I uh, oh. cut and paste Trevor's head on Rip's body right in a horse, and I sent it to my sister. <laughs> yes. What's up with Rip? Like, I don't know. It's a weird show. It's a good show. It's, it's a, a popular it's a show. show. Yeah. But uh, you ever notice that they call the chief like a councilman? Uh, that's that American, they, I think. That's American? Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Those Americans are weird. I oh. like America. She's <laughs> <Jeez> Louise. <laughs> so season four should be good. Yeah. It should be interesting. It's going to be on Amazon. I hope. It's Right now it's Paramount network i'm in i'm endorsing paramount network on our podcast so if they're listening start the damn show yes <laughs> we want to see if rip is alive or dead yeah rip's alive he doesn't get he doesn't there's no word there's no part in the show that shows him getting shot at or anything like that Kevin yeah, i can't i can't see them taking home. out those main characters really no hmm. <sighs> are you gonna get a cowboy hat and wear that wear it when you're uh, watching the show I th- I'm going to get Team Rip on it. <laughs> <laughs> Make some t-shirts. Yeah. Hashtag Team Rip. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with talking about merchandise, we're going to be getting some merch and making some merchandise. So Merchandise. Keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty cool that we're going to be making some t-shirts and hats. We don't have, I guess you'll just have to EMT us, I guess. We have nothing set up like professionally or we have no business account yeah just emt one of us uh, should we make message. a website just so they can buy merchandise no well i don't know we'll see who knows yeah who I'm, knows? that's a lot of work though i'm working full-time already as it is i know i can't yeah. even keep up with the facebook account that's <laughs> if anyone wants to uh, work our facebook account let us know because that's a lot of work. Like a lot of those other companies that have social media, social media accounts, they have people doing all that stuff for them. Yep, like we they don't do. have no one. So we ourselves. Some, yeah, we that's have ourselves. Sometimes, yeah, but that's all we need. We both work full time. So we need someone. If you want to work with the Facebook account, Instagram, Twitter, Knet, High Five, Bebo. High <laughs> <laughs> Five. High Five. Too bad we had no MySpace around My anymore. Space. That would have been nice. <laughs> you should Google it to see if you still have an account to my, your MySpace. I should. I'll post some screenshots if I do. Yeah, that's what I'll do. I'm going to check my see if I got MySpace. So, yeah, if you want to run our uh, page, shoot us a message and do whatever you would like. Mm, well, you can't give me that much freedom. Yeah, yeah it's true because you're going to be seeing a lot of pictures of Bush and... <laughs> <laughs> Running, running up the hill in my fast white shoes. Oh, yeah. If any shoe companies are listening and you want to give a pair of shoes to Bush, please do. <laughs> yeah. Sport check. You know, I know you're listening. You should get the shoes that I wear. I got like two, three pairs of Air Max, Nike Air Max. Those are the shoes to go to. Okay, cool. They're cool. They're hip. Nick and Anna have a pair. So if the kids wear them, you should wear them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Anything else you would like to say before we say adios, amigo? Adios, muchachos. Oh, nothing. I got nothing to say to you. Yeah, just a reminder. We would like to say happy Father's Day to all the dads, cousins, cousins, everyone uncles, out there. Everything. Yep. 
Even the stepdads. Stepdads are awesome. Especially you guys. Enjoy your day and happy Indigenous Day tomorrow, which is June 21st. Be proud of who we are be, and be proud of who you're born into exactly we're we're awesome we kick ass yeah. high five <laughs> now i got that you gotta boy. do that right? <laughs> welcome to america i am borat yeah i think i'm gonna watch borat after i think i'm gonna watch yellowstone <laughs> settle down rip <laughs> <laughs> well with that being said that is our show for episode four i'm trev and I'm here with Bush. Yeah, hashtag cause of the week. Let's do it. Post Instagram it, Twitter it. Yeah, don't be shy. So, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. And we'll see you next week for next episode week. five. So peace, Bye. love, and we'll see you again. Ciao. See you again. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking.